Good morning, church. <laughs> I've always wanted to do that. <laughs> All right, so uh, for those of you who don't know me, my name is Taylor Brown. Uh, I'm 15 years old, and I'm going to be a sophomore in, uh, at the high school this year in Ridgefield. Um, and I just got confirmed this past May. And in one of our confirmation classes, Jamie Mosedale came in and she told all of us about this trip that she was asking all of us to come on the Hope Trip. Um, and I knew since maybe sixth grade when I was watching people older than me come back from the Hope Trip that I wanted to be a part of it so badly. And I knew as soon as she came in that I was going to do it. And she told me um, over and over again, you know, this, could, this is a life-changing experience. You're going to love this so much. And I didn't really know what to expect um, when we pulled up on Sunday to um, get into all of our cars. Um, our youth group came, all of us in our blue shirts, um, and we had a short um, service with Whitney, and she sent us off in our four cars. And when we arrived there, there were all of these people in red shirts. We call them red shirts. Um, they were all um, cheering us, cheering for us, and they were so excited, and I could tell that everyone already was going to be so kind and so inviting as soon as we got there. And I've been told many times that where we went in um, Bryn Athen, Pennsylvania, we went to a college campus to stay, was like staying at a five-star hotel. <laughs> um, because normally you're on a gym floor, which, you know, adds to the experience, I guess, with everyone there. But um, it, was, it was amazing. Let me tell you. All right. So um, basically how it works is that there is um, a bunch of youth groups that come together. So there were 11 youth groups. We were one of them. And um, we all come to this one central location, a group work camp in Brynathen. And we're split up into a bunch of crews working on different houses. Um, there were 11 different houses that needed work done for them. And we got split up, and most of the time you're split up from people even in your youth group. So when you get there, you're meeting people that you've never seen before in your life, and you're going to work with them for a week. And it was a really cool experience to just see all of these new people and meet them and become so close with them over the week. Um, so we got together in our crews um, with all of these new people, except, you know, a couple on my, uh, from our youth group, like Nick was in my crew. And we went to our house that we were going to be working on for the week. Um, and as soon as we got there in our big black van that held all 12 of us, um, our resident, the person whose house we were working on, was standing up on the porch and she was screaming, Hi, kids! And <laughs> she was very excited. Um, we could already tell that she was going to be so great from the second we got out of that car. And she introduced us um, to our, her husband, Jim. Um, and they were both so sweet throughout the whole thing. Um, and basically, the work we had to do on the house was just painting. We painted the whole house outside, um, power washed, mulched, miscellaneous kind of weeding and things like that. And when I got there, I thought we would kind of be building a house, you know? And, but we, we weren't, it wasn't, the house wasn't in terrible shape. So I was like, you know, we could, they don't need the help. I mean, it's nice that we're here, but they don't need it. But I, I quickly learned that it's not all about the house that you're working on. That's not really 
the complete reason why you're there. As Trish, um, our resident is named Trish, and she told us that um, her husband had been in the army. And he was over in Guam um, working in packaging Agent Orange. And he came back and has had numerous strokes. He lost his leg, has diabetes, has congestive heart failure, and is now on oxygen for the rest of his life, and he can barely get around. And she has to take care of him all the time, 24-hour-a-day job. And she's by herself. She doesn't have any kids because they couldn't have any kids, although she wanted them so badly. Um, she basically just takes care of Jim all day. She doesn't really, she can't do anything else. And there's no income except for their, their social security. That's all they have. And they work with the bare minimum. Um, but nevertheless, she was the sweetest person in the world. Um, she told us her entire story and she loved it. Um, I looked at that and they've done everything for everyone else yet they're stuck here in this situation with little to nothing. So we came and we worked on our house all week. And one day we were talking about God sightings, which maybe you've heard of, um, when we're supposed to report back when we see something that reminds us of God, that shows us that God is there. And we were talking about this and she comes up to us and says, you are all my God sightings. You're all my God sightings because we not even just fixed her house. We made, it, we made the house look nice, yes, but we were also there to talk to her, for her to share her story, for just, just to be with her and show our love. And that was God in all of this. She said, she said God sent me to you because it was at a time when I was questioning myself because I didn't know what I was going to do. She said, I'm so scared of losing Jim because he's so close. The doctors tell me that he has three months left and I don't know what I'm going to do without him. And she, she just shared, she poured her heart out and she said, I don't know what I'm going to do. And she said that she got a call from group work camps just as she was in this terrible place realizing how much time she had left, she, was, she got a call that we were coming. And she said that God sent us to her, to be with her, to share with her. And she, she'll never let us go, none of us. She got all of our numbers, she took out her little book, and she said, you all have to give me your addresses, your numbers, your emails. You have to stay in touch because I'm not going to lose any of you. And I feel like I developed such a close connection with her because she was, she was the sweetest woman. She, um, she told me one day when we were working, she said, Taylor, you are the daughter I never had. If I had a daughter, I would love someone like you. And that, that touched my heart. <laughs> um, and when the time finally came to say goodbye, I, I didn't want to leave her at all. I didn't want to leave the camp. It was. It was incredible. She, she came to Bryn Athen for the last program to celebrate our residents, the people we were working for. And when it finally came time to say goodbye, she told me, you are my gift. Thank you. You are all my gifts. Someone once told me, she said, that I was their gift. And I held on to that.
and it keeps me going that I was someone's gift, and now you are my gift. Keep that with you. And I told her, you're my family now, and I'm not going to let you go. I'm going to call you as often as I can, and I'm going to talk to you, and I'm going to talk to Jim and check up on how you guys are doing, and everyone in our crew is going to do that. I know they will. Someone from our crew is even going back to visit her today because they're, uh, they're driving down for vacation. They're just going to stop in Pennsylvania and say hi because she was wonderful. But um, our residents, that wasn't even the entire trip. I mean, some of the best moments were just driving to Target with Rich in his car, blasting music and singing at the top of our lungs. Um, it was wonderful. I mean, we went with Jamie. We went adventuring and found a cute little river um, that we loved and ate dinner out that night. It was so much fun. Um, and of course, one of the most important things to me is that all these people sitting here, I knew personally, maybe like two of them. Like, I, I didn't know any of them except for their names. And now I can confidently say that I am so much closer to every single one of them. And my crew, who I literally, a week ago, I had no idea that they even existed. Now I know that I have friends there who are still texting me today. Um, I still have them, and I've developed such a close connection with them, too, and I didn't want to leave. I really didn't. Um, you know, but I'm happy to be home, too. So um, uh, it, it was a great experience. And when we came back, uh, we drove down West Lane up Main Street, and so my mom and uh, Mrs. Bowler and a couple of other people, sorry, names, um, <laughs> um, we, they put up signs with all of our names, Welcome Back Hope, and then they had a Welcome Home sign for every person. And it was so wonderful to drive by and see all of our names, even though it rained and, you know, they were kind of messed up because of the rain. Um, <laughs> it, was, it, was still, it was still wonderful, yeah. Um, so I would like to end, sorry for taking out my phone in church, but um, I'd like to end with something that um, a friend of mine that I just met this week, Harry, um, sent to all of us, um, telling us how much we touched his life. Um, he said, when I first came, I didn't know what to expect. But over the course of the week, I came to know you all as friends who could be counted on. You've all been really kind and caring, and I'm going to miss you so much. You all probably know how much I love to make jokes. The truth is, I used it to cover up my more serious problems, my self-doubt, and a lot of emotion. I was more or less a wreck when I came. I don't know why, but through the course of the week, a lot of my problems just disappeared, and I finally felt at peace after a long time. You guys actually helped me much more than you realize. As for my spiritual life, before the camp, it was more or less non-existent. But after seeing what just 10 teenagers can do for an old woman like Trish, you've inspired me to try my best to reconnect with God. I just wanted you guys to know how much you helped me grow both mentally, mentally and spiritually just by being yourselves. <laughs> Hard to follow. Uh, goodness. Well, I'm very proud. <laughs> Thank you, Taylor. Um, and sorry, I'm so nervous now. Um, but uh, we all had stories like that. It wasn't just Taylor that had that kind of experience. 
There were 20 of us on that trip, and each of us took something away. Some of us had very deep experiences, some had lesser experiences. There were kind of, they ran the gamut. Some of them were a little more of a struggle. But all of them were wonderful, and the God sightings came every day, and they weren't hard to come by. All, all of them, all of our team had something to share each night when we gathered. It was a wonderful time, it really was, and I was blessed to be a part of it. Um, I had more stories to share about other residents, um, our resident, Eleanor and I worked with a woman named Mickey, 79 years old, um, actually a wonderful woman, short Italian woman. Um, when we arrived, she chose, to, she wanted to um, hug each of the kids as they came in the door. And she knew each of their names by the end of the first day. And she baked for us every day. Our job was to paint her house. And kind of like Taylor, we kind of looked at it and said, house could use a paint job. Definitely the windows needed work. Um, but it really wasn't that bad. And, it, it, and we come to learn as we meet the residents and talk with them, it's really about their stories. For her, her husband has early stage Alzheimer's. And it, uh, it's hard for her thinking ahead and thinking someday her husband may not know who she is. And um, fortunately, she has a lot of family that can support her, but she doesn't have them come around as much. She's older, and they've all moved. But having the, tw the 12 on our team, and again, these were from, well, our team of 12 had 10 different churches on it. Eleanor and I were on the same group. And she would bake every day for us. And so we would be painting the outside of the house, and it would be the wafts of Jewish apple bread, banana bread, cupcakes, brownies. She was taking requests by the end. When we came to the end of the week, uh, she did the same thing as she did in the beginning. She hugged each one of us, said, I love you by name. And then we invited her, as well as all the rest of the residents, to an evening ceremony. Um, we have a service at the end of the day where all the teams gather. So we had all the residents come, and they were invited. At that evening service, uh, we found that there were, a lot, there were other stories, and we were hearing the other stories like ours. And there's one in particular. Um, event that we'll probably none of us will ever forget. Um, there was a uh, African American woman. She was in her 60s that just was so excited and full of joy and like me crying. And uh, just her enthusiasm was just boiling over so much. She was standing up in the front of the thing and said, can I come up on stage during the course of the service? And the MC, she said she gave her the floor, she gave her a microphone. I don't know if she had a microphone actually in the end. And she, and she sang 
and boy, could she sing. And she sang to her crew. And she sang an old southern spiritual. And it lasted probably four minutes, and it was just beautiful. And that's why we do it. It's one of those, it's a hard trip for, you know, from a, you know, gathering, there's a lot to collect as we do this trip. Um, but having gone through all that, all the prep and all the work, I don't think any of us feel, they don't, we don't even think about it anymore. It was just such a worthwhile trip. And we all were touched by it. So maybe we should end with a prayer. Lord, thank you for working through us and speaking to us through the course of this week. And may your love continue, the love that we've shared, continue to be with us and change us and keep, stay with us as we come back and to our normal lives again. In the name of Jesus Christ. Amen.